Welcome back everyone to NYU Grads Daily Podcast. It is November 7th, Tuesday, after market close. It's about 8 o'clock. Hope you had a great day. Let's jump right into the numbers. Today might actually be a short session because it was really uh, a ho-hum, kind of stalemate type day. Uh, Just to give you a sense, there was 25% less volume versus the average daily volume on the SPY. So um, let's look at breath real quick. Um, We had 139 new highs. Do you want to take a guess how many new lows? 194. So we broke that trend, right? Like I was hoping for the bull side, we were going to continue to see more new highs and more new lows. But the new lows won again today just marginally here you know like uh yesterday i think it was uh, the the delta was one uh today was about 50 to the new low side uh advantage to the new low so again 139 new highs 194 new lows this is across nysc amex and nasdaq we had 45 percent of shares advancing versus 49 percent declining so pretty on balance there uh, more declining and we have 57% of shares under the 50-day moving average and 66.6% below the 200-day moving average kind of an ominous unlucky number there Um, taking a look at sectors today uh, technology and consumer cyclical led to the upside tech was up 1.15% If you take a look at what led to the downside, it was energy, basic materials, and real estate. Real estate being down is curious because yields uh, came down a little bit uh, today after kind of uh, fighting back yesterday on Monday. So uh, maybe that's a sentiment with uh, commercial real estate and WeWork. Uh, Let's actually chat about that a little bit before we get into... Uh, some charts, but if you haven't heard, WeWork has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. So if you don't know the difference, Chapter 11 is when a company wants to survive, continue doing business, but they're trying to reorganize or offload some of the risk and uh, debt that they have that's kind of suffocating the company, as well as obligations. So according to a Bloomberg article that I skimmed, they have about 70 or more leases that they want to break, and about 40 of them are in New York City. Uh, I'm sure this number will change as we move forward, but uh, they basically cited that a lot of these leases are just uh, dead, uh, dormant um, spaces for them, and are not profitable um, so they're losing a boatload of money on these short-term leases um, that are just sitting vacant because everyone's working from home in New York uh, you'd be lucky to get employees to go in Tuesday and Wednesdays like two days a week um, I know a ton of tech companies still that are struggling to bring all of their employees back to the office because the uh, without characterization of employees, 
uh, but the segment that are mostly employed now, they are refusing. And if you're one of these companies, uh, you have the option of either uh, trying to push the employees to come back or risk them leaving and having other companies uh, hire them. So if you're not in the tech sector, uh, like I've been for quite a bit of time, and you're not familiar with Silicon Valley, uh, there are companies like Alphabet, like Facebook, who are so, uh, I would say, defensive about losing talent that they will overpay, used to be, not anymore, they would overpay engineers and uh, critical uh, people assets uh, to, to 3x what um, they should be paid just so that their com competition cannot attain their services. So if they keep pushing employees back into the office, I suspect they're going to have problems retaining. And this is just a hunch. This is just my life experience. What I feel is if, there's a big if, if we go into a recession, a lot of these C-suite, a lot of these uh, boardrooms are going to lay off a ton of people. But in the guise of, hey, we asked you to return back to work two days a week, three days a week, five days a week, and you all said no. So we are going to have a massive layoff. And I think over time, if we do go into a recession, and if this is the big one, um, I think a lot of the employees who push back on going back to the office after five to eight years of a slowdown, being unemployed, not having work prospects, will then at that at a certain point in the future be jumping to go back to the office. But it's going to take a very long time to turn that ship around, or maybe it never does. Maybe um, work from home uh, three out of five days, or maybe the four-day week, four-day work week is a real thing in the future. I'm not sure, but I do know that for the foreseeable next five to eight years, we are not going to have 100% back in the office. Um, and that's why companies like WeWork, there are many others in this space. WeWork is not the first. Um, and WeWork just had too much debt, and they grew too fast, and they had too much space. Uh, and no one's coming into the office. So they're filing for Chapter 11. And this is, uh, I would say, kind of like a flare signal, right? Because they were the darling of SoftBank, the biggest unicorn ever before their IPO failed and they didn't come out IPO. Um, this is just a reflection of what goes on in Silicon Valley with the VCs, uh, with tech, with valuations, um, and that whole industry. It's just grow at all costs as fast as you can on debt, on other people's money, and pray to God that you can go IPO and sell out before you crash. Um, I, I believe that if we do not go into an up move, a new highs and prosperity, there are thousands of companies that are 100 to 1,000 employees that have to roll over their debt in t between now and 2025. 
and they're rolling their debt over from like 2% interest corporate debt loans uh, to 7% interest. And they're not going to be able to afford the employees, the overhead, the um, health care. They're not going to be able to afford the rent for all their office spaces. Some of them are at WeWork, by the way. Uh, And it could get really ugly. Uh, But that, that I just wanted to go on for a little bit of a tangent here, but I told you guys WeWork was going to go bust. It's just a matter of time. Um, what else did I want to cover today? So looking at what was holding up the markets quite a bit, if you look at um, Microsoft, Apple, Google, Amazon, Tesla, they were all green today, about 1% to 2% on average. Like Apple was up one and a half, Microsoft was up one, NVIDIA was up half a percent, Google was up 0.72%, Meta was up 1%, Tesla was up one3 Amazon was one of the stronger ones, up 2.13%. So they did a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, Walmart was up half a percent. Uh, AMD, Adobe, oh, Adobe was up strong. They were up 3.5%. I think they hit a new yearly high today. So uh, big shout out to anyone that works at Adobe. Um, They treated me very well with the acquisition of our tech company, uh, CRM up 2.1%. Uh, a lot of the energy stocks were down, like Exxon was down 1.5, Chevron down 1.7, um, petroleum companies were down. Um, so it was kind of just like a, if you watch tennis, it's like a, you know, a deuce, uh, or if you golf, it's a par. Um, basically, the Magnificent Seven held up the market on low. Uh, participation or lack of participation from the broader markets. Uh, It felt like a holiday today, to be quite honest. I think the uh, QQQ or NASDAQ was about average volume, but the SPY was 25% below its average daily volume. Um, There are some earnings coming out. Uh, Actually, I believe who reported after the close today? Uh, Rivian was up 4% after hours on their earnings. I have not researched it yet, but tomorrow or Wednesday, depending when you're listening to this, um, there's a few in the morning like Ralph Lauren, Discovery Networks, Kellogg's, which is CPG Serial. After the market closes on Wednesday, you have Disney, you have Affirm, which is the buy now, pay later, AMC Theaters, uh, and then there's a few others like Trade Desk on Thursday, which was a darling in the bull side, bull phase, uh, reporting after hours. But Thursday, the real show is going to be, again, Jerome Powell, who speaks at the IMF on some panel. Uh, so whatever he says and whatever happens on that panel might move the markets because, to be quite honest, that's all that really matters at this point is interest rates Keep watching the 10-year yield, the 2-year yield, the 30-year yield, the dollar, uh, and just economic data that comes out of the government uh, and the reactions. Um, But that's all I have today. I won't belabor this. Um, I will see you after the Wednesday session. Have a good one.